Welcome to the Making It in Africa podcast. I'm your host, Tato Mondo. Today, we have a special guest. His name is Joseph Dafane. He's the owner of Mossy Wines. How are you doing today, Joseph? I'm great, thanks. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for coming over to my podcast. I know you're a very busy man, so I'm not going to waste your time. I'm going to go straight into it. So you have a quote on Instagram where you say, in water, you see your own reflection. In wine, you see the heart of another. Can you please explain to me what this beautiful quote that I found on your uh, Instagram page mean? Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. And um, thank you very much for having me. Um, well, yes, in water you see one reflection, uh, in wine you see the heart of another. By that I mean, um, those who are involved in the in the, in the wine making, really, uh, they put their all. They, they put so much, so much hours, so much effort, and focus to actually come up with such a beautiful and wonderful uh, uh, beverage. So that's that's where that's where you really see their love. To be honest, uh, I was trying my level best to put it out there that there is a lot really behind just the wine. There is much to say. So there's a story always behind the level. You know what I mean. So you're gonna have to show appreciation. And uh, really, these guys, uh, including myself, we we put so much so much energy when you want to really make wine. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, and I can tell from the way you have labeled your wine, they're really nice. And also, you also say like a refugee would tend winemaker. Tell me about this. Uh, were you a refugee yourself? Indeed, yes. So when I when I came when I came down to South Africa in '09, I uh, well honestly speaking, I came here illegally uh, because of some because of the situation which was back home in Zim. So then I went straight to the refugee camp in, in Mosina and I stayed there for two weeks on the floor and also on the veranda. So, so yeah, those, those I really, really uh, remember those days. And uh, after that, I moved down to Joburg. I stayed in the street of Johannesburg for another two weeks before I came back to, to, sorry, before I came down to Cape Town. So I was a refugee, yes. And, uh, Due to hard work and also know what you want in life, I managed to convert and change that to really become a winemaker. So I, yes, I do make wine. That's awesome. That's a sad story, but it's a really inspiring and motivating story. Uh, the next question that I'll have for you is that I never heard of a black Zimbabwean winemaker or even uh a black one maker, to be honest, in general. So until I came across your profile through uh, Tibor Touch, uh, who you say that is a very good friend of yours, I wonder. I want to know who inspired or what inspired you to get into winemaking. <laughs> Lovely. Um, look, yes, firstly, Tibor Touch is actually my good friend. Uh, we 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 met many months ago uh, when I was busy uh, helping launching his his. Is touch work a while ago. Then, um, black winemakers in South Africa, yes, we do. Uh, we do have, we do have even the uh, female black winemakers. But when it comes to black Zimbabweans making wine in South Africa, when I came down, I knew about one who was Terramasaiti. But then I think, and I would like to think that I was the second one um, who, who actually ventured into this industry. And I was running solo. Tarino used to work for Nederbeck and now he's working for some other people. But I actually uh, broke this new new ground 
working alone uh, with my own um, label, which I introduced that was in 2014. So I uh, would like to say that I was the first Zimbabwean and the first black Zimbabwean, I would say, to make wine in Swartland region, uh, which is in uh, Western Cape. And uh, I got in the inspiration from the guys who were actually staying in that region, and uh, they're still there, I would say. And they're all my mentors, like Ibn Sadi, who is really one of the the most uh, respected uh, winemaker in the Southern Hemisphere. He's known, he's really known. And Chris Malenyu. So Chris and Andrea Malenyu for Malenyu Wines and Ibn Sadi. They really inspired me. They used to actually come and fetch me up from my, my, my shack where I used to stay and to visit their east test wine in the cellar and they trusted they trusted my palate really so I, I got such a such fresh inspiration for those guys awesome so uh you so you did you learn from those guys or did you go to school to learn about winemaking was it something that you learned through other people or is it something you went to school to learn about look I, I would like to think that there was a hidden talent behind behind I mean um I, I started by actually seeing how they could make wine before I even started studying. So, 2013, that's when I started studying wine in Stellenbosch, you know. So, the, the knowledge which I have been acquiring from 2010 all the way to 2018, uh, through learning by seeing from these guys and listening to what they were saying, plus what I was actually getting from the well, University of Stellenbosch, the Nefa Bay campus, it was actually Cape Wine Academy. So I put all that together because by starting to be a sommelier, you will be knowing viti and viniculture. But this I mean growing grapes and converting those grapes to wine, you know? Yeah. So I just thought of doing it practically instead of like just knowing theoretically. Then I bought grapes, made one bottle which didn't tend to be a very good wine. And uh, it was drinkable, it was, it, it was just acceptable, but not really uh, quality. So I didn't actually uh, uh, take a step back. I actually moved forward. I kept on making 2015 all the way until today. And now I'm actually getting into gin. I met gin this year, which I launched, launched in London. And I launched again in Africa two days ago at Victoria Falls Hotel. That, that that's awesome uh from what you, you just mentioned i heard that uh, stellenbosch is the best place where the best wines come from in the world and uh, you also mentioned that you're making a gin so th- uh, th- that means that you, you're not only making mozi wines you have also other products that you're making right now is that correct yes um can i can i just cut by by slightly correcting you there oh, i sure. would say tell much where you get you get the best wine in the world but some of the best wines in the world even in south africa we, we do have quality wines from swartland quality wines from tubach quality wines from mnr the valley which is Armanas. i mean those are appalachian or those are actually other regions where you get quality wines so yes Telemuch, it is one of the one of the one of the biggest regions where you get uh, so some quality ones or some of the best in South Africa or some of the best in the world. Then, yes, yeah, so, so, yes, I do make wine, um, but then only this year, that's when, that, that's, that's when I started making gin and I'm thinking of making bubbly as well. So, please, uh, stay tuned. You may be able to hear that Joseph, Joseph is actually producing MCC now, Method Cape Classic, which is bubbly. 
Ah, nice. Uh, that sounds exciting, man. Uh, we can't wait for that. So what does Mozi Wines need right now to get on to the next level? What do you guys need to get on the next level? Um, well, look, we just need to, to have to kind of like really um, help to put the word, the word out there that, yes, Mozi is very small. It's a boutique producer. I wouldn't say a winery because we don't own one. We just buy grapes and make our wines in other people or rent space in other people's facilities. So what we need to, to go to another level, another step is we need support definitely from all of, all over the world. And also uh, I need to mention that most is actively or highly involved in giving back to the community. That's which is actually one of our goals. Recently, we were in Zimbabwe where we managed to build how homes for 37 families who, who were actually affected by cyclone Idai. And this is documented. It's in, it's in Chirumanzu. We managed to give them uh, food hampers and also we bought building materials materials for them. Then we paid school fees for one of the Kapota School of Blind in Masingo school fees. And we bought the first copy for Taringana Secondary School, where I, which was my high school. Uh, other than that, here in South Africa, we helped as a school of catering with some money and also wines to use uh, for the students to use for, to train when they're doing food and wine pairing. We also gave a case of wine to Jan van Riedek, uh which is the oldest African school in Cape Town, for them to auction so that they can actually renovate this iconic school. So we've been actually involved in so many things in terms of giving back to the community. So. Yeah, we would like to really sell a little bit more in order for us to get a little bit also to give back. You can only give if you have. If you don't have, you can't give. I actually like what you mentioned. It just shows that Mosey Wines is, is not taking from the community. You're taking your time to give back to other people, which is great. I know you don't have a lot of time, so I'm going to quickly move to another question. Uh, what advice do you have for young Africans who, wants to, who want to get into winemaking? Well, look, I mean, there's no goal just to uh, you can and you can be the person you want to be in any in no time if you have, if you remain focused, you, you know, you're going to have to put your eyes on the ball every time. And you're going to and also, I mean, if you associate yourself with the eagles, obviously, they will teach you how to fly. So make sure you've got good people surrounding you or around you so that they can actually teach you to do stuff like this and also please try to read a lot extensively i mean try to test a lot as well you're gonna have to drink or test to understand and to know not to get drunk this is what i always tell my fellow uh my my, my fellow uh, family members white members and uh other, other black in the black community i would say because we 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 grew up in a community where wine is not or wasn't a culture to be honest it's always been regarded as a white people's um drink so now things have changed we actually into this now we're gonna have to accept it and, and really embrace it so let's try to drink to understand the product not to get drunk you know so that's what <laughs> i can actually 
I, I like that. I don't think I can be a winemaker because I like getting drunk myself. But from what you mentioned is that in order to succeed in that business, you should focus, of which in a lot of business is all about focus. And you should find mentors. And for sure, with businesses, you need to find mentors. And uh, I, I like everything that you mentioned, man. man. That's pretty nice. And you mentioned being a black person in the wine industry. Do you, th- does that work to a disadvantage or it works as leverage? Do other people... I do business with you just because you that skin color or some other people don't want to do business with you because you you're a black guy who's making wine how does that work for you if you don't mind explaining listen determination brings success always and uh, i was always determined and honestly there is a bit of there's there are a couple of disadvantages if you're if you trying to get or tap into this uh so-called um white people's death, you know. Um, up to, even up to now, you do still get to see that there's, there's a bit of double standards be, being being practiced. But then they may not even show it, but it's there, you know. But we're trying to educate the youngsters and also um, other people to, to kind of like really lift the bar up and try to say whenever you experience or encounter any form of either racism or any form of trying to be deprived because of the skin color, try to mention that so that you can actually do away with it because it's actually a thing of the past. I don't understand and I don't still know why this this syndrome is still is still surviving. You know what I mean? I, we 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 should be far far away from it now. Um, it's it's been difficult. I must go. It wasn't really really easy. But those who I have been working with, they were actually willing to help me, and I, I really have to thank them for that. That's, it's really, it's been real. That, that, that's awesome, man. Uh, I'm going to quickly move on to the, to the last question for today. What does the future look like for Mosey Wines? Uh, what should you, we expect? You just mentioned that you have a gin coming out that we should look for, that you just launched in Victoria Falls and other places. Uh, so what does the future look like uh, for Mosey Wine? Ah, uh, man. Um, we, we want Mosey Wines to go, to go places. We want Mosey Wines to be consumed overseas. And by this, I mean uh, United States, uh, even New Zealand, one most wants to go there. Australia, we we already in uh, in Europe. We already nice. in uh, Holland. We already in um, a bit in in London, Estonia. Yes, but Holland really takes half of the production all, every time. So we want most wants to be consumed all over the world. If I may put it that way. Yeah. Yes, we have clients here in South Africa. Uh, yesterday I was in Zimbabwe trying to to actually market in Victoria Falls because. Mosi is actually shooting Mosi Atunya, which means the smoke that thunders. That is Victoria Falls. It's a resemblance of where I come from. That's the umbilical cord between myself and my brand, you know, which is my country, you know, or my umbilical cord between my, myself and my country is Mosi Wines. So I would want my, to, to my company to make quality wines. We're not going to really focus about the quantity as of yet, and we will never lose focus of the quality because of the quantity, right? So we would like people to see a mossy bottle and grab it, try to drink it, appreciate it, you know what I mean? So, yeah, we want to grow mossy. In, in, in that way, we'll be able to also create employment and help the needy. I, I like it. I like uh, the way you see things. I have friends that own 
bars that are going to listen to this podcast and uh, when you're here we'll try to get together and i'll introduce you to a few people and then we can see how we can help each other i appreciated your time joseph uh and uh thanks for coming man i know you're a busy man uh and uh this was uh the tattoo mondo podcast making it in africa and i was with joseph mozi wine and we out for today thank you Hi, this is Todd Tomondo. I understand that entrepreneurship can be difficult and stressful sometimes. I decided to make it less stressful and less complicated by creating different courses that can help you succeed in business. In the courses, we discuss topics such as raising money for your first business, finding mentors, how to overcome rejection in business, how to use social media to find business partners and customers and other people that can help your business. We discuss a lot of important entrepreneurship topics. The link to the courses is available in each and every podcast description. I hope my courses will be helpful and I good luck in all your business endeavors.